broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. There can be nothing more frequent than an occasional drink. <laughs> and that's the way it is for me. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not going to drink as much anymore, you know, per se. Maybe not, as it but were. Still, but you're still going to drink. But occasionally I'll drink, and uh, those occasionals get a little more frequent uh, than I first expected. Sure. But you just got, just got to go with the flow, man. I know, right? There's so many tasty beverages, beverages out there. So <laughs> there's brovages too, which is you know, with two Bro- dudes share a beer. Broveridge. <laughs> that, that, that's happened before. Broveridge. <laughs> it sounds like Amen. a ski place in Colorado. I was you skiing come, at Broveridge. You gotta come over the Broverbridge. <laughs> dudes that ski there have like the giant ass, uh, like the razor, uh, those big ass glasses, and and full eighties, uh, full like eighties vibes. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Absolutely. Uh, well, on that note, welcome into Draft 96. I'm so happy. We are all so happy you all are still listening. I know it's been a hot minute. To welcome us back, we've got a stacked show because content kept building up in our uh, three, was it three, four-week uh, sabbatical? About I think a month. it was a four-week hiatus. We'll call it a hiatus. Quattro <laughs> months, as they say, <laughs> south of the border. Um but this week, uh, so me and Sancho did make it out to Texas. If you were following us on uh, Instagram at Booze League on Instagram, while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Booze League, Twitter at Booze League. You can also find us and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms from Google Pod, iHeart, I don't know, Apple iTunes, you know, you just name it. Uh, they are out there. But if you were following us, uh, following us specifically on Instagram, you saw that me and Sancho were having the time of our life. Uh, parting with the art of beers, Amanda, the booze league bombshell out there. Cheers, you assholes. Um, <laughs> got to do that and cheers her in person. And we're going to go over that a little bit. We got five things that each of us have learned with our Texas adventure. Uh, Coley is going to talk a little bit about the whiskey smash, especially as we're starting to get into the uh, the colder uh, climbs. Uh, it's really exciting to get into some whiskey drinks. And, uh, you know, you know me, I always mention, hey, it'd be good by a fire. Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure this is my time of year for drinking. Uh, we have a big old news segment, including possibly the introduction of our new mascot. We do have a quick update on the fourth and ounces league that we have. Uh, it's mainly all booze league people. We do have, I guess, no longer Tug Jones. We'll call him Greg Jones from the Craft Beer Republic. And then we have a drink up returning where we're all going to, if we're beer snobs, uh, we're going to have to be drinking. But speaking of drinking, let's get to our beer of the day. First, beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and water. The beer of the day. All right, guys. So I'm quite excited about this. I'm pretty sure I got this uh, also via Tavor, right? They're so great. There's a lot of Tavor action on the booze cast. I'll tell you that. There really is because you get so much variety. So this is um, a collaboration with Phase 3 Brewing and Weldworks Brewing, and it's called Tropical District. And it is a milkshake IPA with guava, coconut, lactose, mosaic, and sabro. 
Saw, bro. Saw, bro. Is that a broverage? It's a broverage. It's 8.2% alcohol. Alcohol. There's no IBUs on it, but it has a 4.25 on untapped. Damn. I know. This might be one of the highest rated highest rated beers I've ever had. So I'm pretty excited. What up there, bouge a lot over there? Mm Mm-hmm. Look at me. Oh, wow. Um, You know, you, you do get a little bitter from the hops. On the, I saw your bitterest beer face in yeah, real like quick on the, there. Yeah, like on the back end, because I wanted to try to taste the fruit and the lactose is like really heavy in like the first part of the sip. Uh, it's, it is really smooth. I was just like not, I wasn't expecting <laughs> the bitter because it was so sweet at first, but it's really good. Um, they say that the collaboration with our friends at Weldworks Brewing, Tropical District is a milkshake IPA brewed with guava, coconut, and lactose, hopped with mosaic and sabro. So pretty much the same thing the can says. Um, it says, keep it cold, drink it fresh. I don't even know, honestly, when this is canned. Uh, I can't even read the bottom, to be honest. I don't want to spill it, because that would be a crime. At a 4.25, I think literally you have cops at your door mm-hmm. momentarily. <laughs> wow, I really get, like, I really get the coconut, which I am a fan of. So... There you go. Great beer. Good job, Phase 3. I know Flex from Craft Beer Republic. He actually, he loves Phase 3. So he inspired me when I saw this one in my fridge. I'm like, I should do this. Nice. (laughs) Craft Beer Friends inspiring Craft Beer Friends. I know. I love it. Such a great community. Sandra, what are you drinking? Um, Let's see. I've been diving deep into um, the stouts. Um, Kind of that's really what's been like... When I've been uh, when I have been sipping on beers, <laughs> um, so uh, I have a little a little haul here from Firestone that I've collected over the years, and uh, this one I got recently. Um, I got this one for being the first person at our meeting, and uh, out of everyone, I was the furthest away, and I was the first one there. So they gave me a bottle of this double barrel Parabola from 2021 oh. from Firestone Walker. Yes. And I can't have enough good things to say about this beer. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so, um, I mean, you already love Parabola, but this is so complex and so rich and so chocolatey in a good way. It's not like um, it's not like some kind of fake chocolate. Like you're really getting some chocolate notes out of it that are just uh, really doing it for me right now. So um, let me uh, let me let you know what, uh, what Firestone wants to say about it. So we doubled down on our signature Parabola to create this limited small batch release. Uh, Parabola is hysterically, historically aged for a year in premium bourbon barrels. Then uh, they transferred the addition to a separate lot of wheat whiskey barrels for another 12 months. So um, result of that is, uh, is pretty amazing. It's an impossibly smooth sipping experience offering the richness and intensity of Parabola. And uh, we added like a, a dimension of fudge and cereal grain. Goodness. And uh, the fudge. The fudge is there for sure, bro. Um, so it, this is um, 15.5% ABV and um, 48 IBUs. And this is rating at 4.5. It's probably the highest beer I've ever had on Untapped. 4.5. Yeah, and it deserves it too. I don't know. I don't, whoever didn't vote a 5 for it may, maybe just doesn't like stouts that much. I huh? should go vote. It's great. I've had it too. Damn. We had it in the beginning. Awesome. I loved mine. I actually um, ordered. An ec- like an extra one or two, I don't remember, and I just gave one to Banana Hammock Sevo for his birthday. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. a good friend right there. Yeah, that's a that's a little sacrifice. I, that's some self sacrifice. I think that was my last one too. Oh, nice. Yeah, looking behind, that was my last one. 
Well, Damn. we know Banana Hammock Steve listens, so dude, do you see how much Coley loves you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. I mean, a lot. All right, my beer of the day is called Space Crisp IPA. It is a collaboration between Browery Rust. I always say Browery. I can never quite get it out right. Browery. Uh, Brewery Rust. <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> Who can argue with that? Gabby Johnson's right about it. Anyways. Um, Oh Collaboration between uh, uh, Brewery West and uh, Rip Beer Company. Is, now, see, is that is that Rip or just Rip? Rip. I, I go there. The, I drink our, their beer. Or IIP Brewery. Yeah. Gotcha. I've been there. They're down in Huntington. Uh, I've been there a few times, uh, like Orange County Beachy area. Um, it's amazing. Beachy. Just I've never actually had to say their name. So here's what uh, they have. Oh, by the way, it's uh, 7% ABV. Alcohol. It's a 4.02 on tap. So I'm bringing like the ghetto beer, apparently. I thought I was doing good over four, but no. <laughs> what was four, the rating again? 4.02. Oh, there you go. Your four is used, though. That's good. You're like, oh, that's cute. It's <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> you must feel good about yourself. Hooray. <sighs> here's what they have to say about uh, this particular collaboration. Teaming up with the gang at Rip Beer Company. We set out to engineer a West Coast IPA that would blast your tongue shuttle straight into orbit. <laughs> Damn, that's so cool. <laughs> tongue Upon shuttle. liftoff, you are met with maximum G-force levels of tropical flavors. While dank herbaceousness continually rips from your throat thrusters. Damn, dude, who's <laughs> writing this shit? That's hilarious. Oh, man. Whoa. Um... All aboard the Starship Collaboration, this will be a one-way journey through your mouthosphere. These testicles. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh my god. That's uh, so funny. The hops yeah. are Citra, Nelson, and Idaho 7. So There you go. Um, it's 1,300 uh, so far uh, ratings on Untapped. So if that sounds good to you, um, and you're out here on the West Coast, it's probably, um, you can probably get it like, definitely in Southern California. I found this particular one at Bottle and Pint because they do uh, take the time to drive down and, and collect beers around Southern California area. So um, check out Brewery West or Rip Beer Company for uh, another taste of this. This is the Booze Cast. There you go. That sounds nice, great. Nice, dude. Look at us. I love Brewery all with, uh, Overall 4.0 beers. Yeah, I'm really proud of us. Yeah. Way to bring it back home after being gone for a few weeks, you know? Seriously. Well, since you've been gone, now you guys have to tell us about Texas. Tejas, dude. It was uh, pretty cool. Wiley, you want to go first? Um, well, let's do, how about this? Uh, Coley, why don't we get uh, how your uh, past week was or any uh, things that there happened? There we go. I know you did some wine crushing, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, yeah. Since you've been gone. Yeah. And, or since and we've been gone. By wine crushing, I crushed grapes to make wine. I wasn't crushing, you know, bottles of wine per Come se. Come okay, on. I may, I may, I may, I may have <laughs> dabbled Come in on. a bottle or two or cocktails. You're acting like we don't know you. Come on. I, I know. Okay. All right. Fine. I am a liar. A dirty, <laughs> dirty liar. Um, no, but it's that time of year again. I did it last year as well. My boss um, has a property in Hot Springs, California, which is um, kind of the middle of nowhere. It's weird kind of kind of hickish if you will not no offense to anybody just much different than this the cities that we live in i think politically we call that rural it's called uh sons of the soil yes <laughs> yes 
So, um, yeah. I had a blazing saddles joke to make there, but I'm just going to let that go. (laughs) People of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, he has this beautiful home that he built, uh, from the ground up and, uh, he, his newest thing is he built a barn. So the barn has like a cold room and it has the tanks, the vessels where the wine's going to ferment. And um, yeah, I got to crush grapes again. We do it by hand. We do not step on them. <laughs> it's like absurdly gross to me. So um, he has like the star sand sanitizer stuff. So you wash your hands really good and then he sprays your hands with the star sand. And then you just go in there with your hands and like like tubs, like totes. And you just start crushing the hell out of the grapes with your hands. And I nice. actually thought I had like carpal tunnels, like the inside of my, my hand muscles were really <laughs> sore for a couple of days. Um, Get some like aggression out or some therapy. Just, uh, uh, I did it for like groups. three hours. I was like the only one there that just like kept working. I'm, I'm a workhorse. So Coley has some shit to work to do. Yeah. I sure did. I really, I felt so much better after. And then, Give um, me another fucking tote. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up doing like three of them. And there was, I think, uh, like five. So nice. um, my cool boss, Newbar, he ended up um, serving me beer through a straw since my hands were dirty. So that <laughs> was, and I went to know, Sandro, it was a Firestone propagator. Awesome. So, Sounds like it was a team building experience uh, as well, too. It was a team building because there were some coworkers there and there was actually like a, two clients as well. So nice. it was a really That's good awesome. time. And Newbar was there for me. He fed me beer through a straw. Good looking. There you go. That friend. sounds cool. Nice yeah. one. All right, Sandra, you want to? Uh, you want? To, what did you? Uh, so me and Sandra, we each uh, we talked about. Hey, we're going to do five things we learned in Texas. So, yep. Sandra, uh, what do you have on deck? All right, the five things that I learned in Texas is one. Should I just like fire them off? Like, no, oh, no, we'll just go they're, back, they're and short. Okay. We're back and forth. Okay, okay, awesome. Back and forth. The first one is that hey man, I might uh, have a career in mechanical bull riding because I'm fucking pretty <laughs> awesome at it. So wow. uh, yeah, okay. it was a lot of fun. I feel like for being my first time, if I were to actually spend some time on that thing and get it, I think I'd be pretty good. I don't know. At least I'd have a lot of fun on it and that would be like the most important part. But fuck yeah, that was so cool. That was like one of the coolest experiences of my life being at the I PBR bar. I appreciate your confidence <laughs> on that. PBR bar in fucking Texas live. And that shit was super fun, man. I kept on doing it. I don't know how many times I did it. I did it like four or five, six times. It was awesome. You did it quite a bit. <laughs> like to the point where I stopped doing Instagram live recording. Yeah, you totally. Doing like, it. And awesome. never, he was like a kid at Disneyland, dude. He's like, I'm going to do it. Once he realized he was going to do it and he made that decision, dude, off he went. And that was what it was. <laughs> like he was loved it. He was down to clown. And what's funny. Um, and I swear to God, I did not know that was going to be your first one. But my first one was mechanical bull riding doesn't look as hard as it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's just because you're super good at it. Well, it was uh, chronologically too, because we were, we started, that was the first night we got there too. So I don't know. That kind of makes and you sense. Did get, you did get better at it um, yeah, as, dude, as the night I, went know, on. After watching the videos, I kind of was like, fuck dude. I, I kind of like, oh, that's where I kind of could have lean back a little more or use the momentum. I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> but then they have these bull bunnies that jump on, you know, or the chicks with the super, oh, super yeah, short, cool. like, uh, um, like pant, like pants, uh, like little cut off, uh, shorts. And then like the really like, I mean, they were like, 
you know, they're almost like cheerleaders, but bull wise. And they jump up there and they're riding it. And then they're hanging from like a rope on the ceiling, yeah. doing a ribbon dance and stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's Sancho, when are you going to get up there and do this stuff? See, I'd have <laughs> to work uh, like really hard for at least six weeks. That would be it. Like training every on your day, core. every morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I, I could probably get there, but uh, yeah, no, they were like whole like good pole dance work level, like, but on a mechanical bull with like this crazy noose thing that was above it that they were swinging on. It was weird. It's like that silk thing. I know what you're talking about. Core and glutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It had like a rustic edge though. It wasn't that silk thing. It was like a rope. It It was was like a rope. Yeah, yeah, it it was was a rope. (laughs) It was pretty interesting, but it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then, so we're over there at this one um, mechanical bull. And we look all the way across the restaurant. Turns out there's a whole nother one. Like it was this whole thing. Like a and people were around one. it just having the time of their life. Dude. It was Tex- cool. And that, Texas <laughs> Live, that's a, that's a good time there. If you're ever in the uh, Arlington yeah. area. It's a good time. Hit it up. So I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll hit this next one. Um, okay. Uh, brisket, I think, is better than tri-tip. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. As, as a Californian, like, you know, tri-tip is basically our brisket. Yeah. And I've had brisket before, but never like, you know, I've had brisket, I guess, you know, around here. But eat like one, one of the first things we had when we got there, we went to a brewery called Brain Dead Brewing. And they had brisket flautas, hmm. which are basically like just bigger brisket taquitos. And it, we're just like, oh, yeah. Lord in heaven, what is Legit. this? <laughs> and Luke and Amanda, you can follow her at the Art of Beers um, on Instagram. Luke and Amanda were insistent that we get up early so that we can get back to their hometown of Abilene to hit Jay's Barbecue Shack. And rumors were they buy up to 150 briskets a day and are sold out before the evening. Oh yeah, and worth it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what you had there, Sancho, but I had uh, a brisket taco and a smoked chicken or barbecue chicken taco. But basically, it's like done just the way the brisket was, and the burnt in queso, yeah. where they have brisket burnt ends in a queso, and my god, it changed my life. And even when we went to Bucky's, which I'm sure we'll get to later, which is basically like the the most amazing gas station you've ever seen. In the middle, <laughs> they had people just churning out brisket sandwiches, and it was still one of the best things I've eaten in a long time. Yeah. Like just, it's just like that's their throwaway brisket in Texas, and it was still holy shit amazing. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, I had tried brisket before in the past, but never like that before, especially at Jay's. Um, those taquitos were bomb, the sandwiches from the gas station, but it's like a huge gas station. That's amazing. Um, were legit, like some of the best sandwiches like I've had. Um, for me, I, it's funny cause my second thing was, um, the barbecue and obviously Jay's, but what stood out was that day it was the, they had the queso with the burnt end, but it was bacon burnt ends. And that Ooh. shit was ridiculous, dude. That was just <laughs> insane. I've never had bacon like that before. It was like crispy on the outside and it just disintegrated and melted in your mouth. And then queso, I could just, just eat so much queso. It's just like a queso dip. It has the meat in it. Um, I, the sandwich I got was, I forget what it was called, but it had everything. Like it had all the meat. It had like, it was the meat sweats. Oh, I got the meat sweats. That's right. The meat sweats. I got the meat sweats and it literally gave me the meat sweats, but it was totally worth it. And that's probably why those fucking mosquitoes got me so bad afterwards because I had the meat sweats. But, um, yeah, that was one of the best sandwiches I ever had too. It just literally had every meat that was like on the menu in a sandwich. And like, obviously it was like just the bread was dwarfed by all this meat that was on it. And, uh, it was amazing. (laughs) That was my second thing too. (laughs) 
Oh man. Um, so, uh, I'll go on. Um, I didn't know about floating, floating culture, how that whole happens. Like, you know, people travel the whole state to end up in new Brunsfeld where there's, you know, multiple rivers that you can go float down. Um, this is something that you have to do. Um, being from the beach area, like I love the water and I could do this. I can be in this area and be pretty happy. Um, you know, we had a couple different experiences. The first day was, um, uh, what was that first river called buddy? That uh, was the Guadalupe, the Guadalupe, Guadalupe. the Guadalupe. And that one, uh, it was interesting. We took a, a van, took us to the top. You get to pick how many hours you want to float down and they drive you a certain distance and then you float down. And it was a full party river. There was a lot of people partying, but it was kind of shallow. It was a little rough to navigate at times, but we had some, we had some fun. Uh, the yeah, next apparently day, it was a lot lower than, than it was supposed to be. So there's a whole lot of getting your ass caught on rocks. It was, yeah, and it was a little weird. Even the inner tubes that they give you, they have like a plastic kind of shield underneath, but our thing, and I think Sancho, I think you mentioned the same thing, like getting up the, the, the bottom was kind of like, especially where you'd get caught on a rock was very mossy. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, I'm totally going to break an ankle. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like all second drunk day and shit. Dude, we're just hammered out there in the river, <laughs> like navigating these like treacherous ankles ankle biters, but uh, they had like little like uh, roadhouses along the river as well. And they had like a little, like little docks of people selling off jello shots and margaritas and, yeah, it was and whatnot for the people. Was <laughs> we cool. had a, a cooler in the floaty with all our beers and shit and uh, lots of seltzers. Uh, okay. But then the Comal river the next day was legit. That was like a deep river that like was like serene and beautiful and it flowed. It had these shoots that were like super fun. Um, that one you just jump in and then there's a van that takes you back. But, uh, yeah, uh, Wiley, that was, that was amazing. I mean, the Comal river is definitely where it's at. Um, would have done that twice. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to go again that day or yeah. stay over and do it again. Uh, the next morning, um, speaking of, uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll stick in Abilene here for a quick second. So my, um, what am I, am I my fourth thing? I think third thing, either way, uh, my next thing is, um, just, uh, it was how cool all the people were that we met. And we, Luke and Amanda introduced us to all their friends. They know a number of brewery owners out in Abilene. So we hit a bunch of breweries and then we ended up at a cocktail lounge as well. And we ended up, as we went along, we collected people. And by the end, there's like 20 <laughs> of us at this cocktail lounge having some just fantastic, I had some, I don't remember what my cocktail was, but it was absolutely amazing. Um, it'll come to me halfway through the rest of this draft. I'll be like, ah, boom. And I'll just like shout it out. But we all got along so well and just kept talking that we ended up, we went from a party of five going down to float the river to a party of 12. Yeah. Next thing you know, we have a three car caravan heading <laughs> South the Convoy. next day from Abilene to New Braunfels. And that, you know, it was just, it was cool to meet all the people. Um, shout out to sock Dolliger, uh, brewing. Like we hung out in their cold room cause it was hot out there in Texas, hung out in their cold room and drank some of their delicious beers and played some cornhole for quite some time. Um, shout out to them. It was a, it was a really, really good time. But the people there were super, super cool. Uh, my next thing, I think this is my fourth thing. Texas is freaking big. Even like everywhere you got to go, there's a lot of space you got, you got to do. <laughs> and then it changes as you go. And you go through these little like Mayberry type towns. Uh, and it was, it was great. Uh, it's, you know, we took road sodas. Uh, Sandro took like an hour and a half, two hours to eat a donut. Uh, on yeah, uh, it was the delicious. I do like I, and for the rest of the trip, I gave him shit about how it was long he takes to eat shit. off. How bad? How I, it made me eat it slower. I literally was just felt like a little kid. I was like, yeah, I'm just donut. gonna hold on to this donut and just eat like it. He kept right like he kept eating, and then like he he <laughs> took so long to eat it, he got into the beer drinking time. Now he's drinking like a beer with his freaking donut. Yeah, it was good. It went perfectly together. 
So yeah, so big. So um, yeah, that was my uh, I think fourth thing. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go hill country for my fourth thing. Um, that's basically kind of like the area where the rivers were, and uh, it's different. You know, there's like kind of like a whole different microclimate up there. We got caught in a rainstorm in Lukenbach, Texas, uh, which is really cool. It's like this little small little town that basically is super famous for like country western music and. Uh, it's pretty magical. It was pretty cool. Um, Fredericksburg was really cool. It's kind of like if you were in Solvang, like quaint and fun, but it's German instead of Dutch. And uh, I love that shit, dude. I fucking love old school German culture and beers and food. I literally could live there. I'd be fucking so stoked. Um, yeah, and that I, I really like that area. Like you said, man, we traveled, but we saw some cool stuff. But Hill Country definitely jumped out at me, dude. I, I love it up there. I thought that was really cool. And then my fifth thing was the people too, man. People were really nice. They were amazing. Um, like I, you know, Wiley put it really, really well there with everyone that we met. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I came back to California and there's so many people and it's a type of person and I don't want to like make stereotypes, but it's a lot of people bagging on Texans. And if they were able to go out and meet the people that we did, they, they wouldn't feel the same way. I think, I think they'd be a lot more like, Oh man, these people are so sweet and so nice. Like, while I was there, I didn't talk politics with anyone. I didn't talk religion with anyone. It was just good times, uh, and I, it was amazing, you know? So um, I a big shout-out to Texas and the people out there. I think they're super cool, and I, I honestly can't wait to go back. So, Yeah, I think we're talking about going back next summer, right? Coley, we talked about, I don't remember, we, we were talk, throwing around some dates. Mm-mm. I don't remember if we decided on anything. All right, but anyway, so for my fifth thing, um, the very last thing, um, it's, it's the, the cost of really, really good food. You know, we did, uh, in New Braunfels, we went to a, um, a steak place. It, there was like a three hour wait. We ended up getting in after like an hour, but we still got a little like snacks or whatever sitting outside. Everything seems to be outside in Texas. That's an, I guess number six. Everything seems to be outside. I guess you have so much room. Why not? Um, and I swear I got a big old steak. I had two glasses of wine. I basically ate like I would out here. And my bill comes and it was like 28 bucks. And I'm like, and, and this was <laughs> like a really, too, man. you know, it's kind of like a really nice, right? It's like if Mastro's was like, like kind of inside, but all the windows were open. So it was kind of outside at the same time. Um, it's kind of crazy. So um, that'd probably be my last thing is that you know, the food there is, is really good. Like I already said that, but it also ain't going to break your bank. Yeah. And you're going to, you, you know, you're going to, it ain't just the small places that are, uh, that are good. Just for shits and giggles, I was looking at rentals there in Hill Country, and you can get like a three bedroom house for like fourteen hundred bucks <laughs> for like a, for the weekend or no for the month. Are you talking about oh shit living okay. there? Like yeah, the, anywhere between there and fucking like um, basically it's really close to Austin, Texas, and it's all um, Austin and uh, San Antonio. So if you go either way closer to the city, it's like that same range. Like, but if you get closer, like by New Brunsfeld and all that, yeah, you could find like a, a house for super cheap, like, but I don't know, just, I was curious about that and, uh, have followed suit with what you were saying for sure. This is an article from the Rob Report. It's how to make a whiskey smash, the cocktail that turns bourbon into a refreshing summer drink. And since mm. it's summer year round where we are in Southern California, <laughs> this is still be 90 applicable. Christmas. Yeah, it was it was like ninety four degrees on Monday. Yeah. Or Sunday. That's crazy. And crazy. Saturday and 
Friday. It was and then so we hot. get a smattering of rain yesterday, and it's still like 78 and degrees, and there's lightning, and it's yeah. like, dude, it's like a desert monsoon. I mean, the thunder and lightning was insane last night because we don't get so weather cool. here, so it was. We like don't get rad. weather. That's we don't. like you don't even just say weather like that. We just don't get weather. We don't. It's the same year out. Like the sun's out. Cool. It's hot. That's you can tell. Like California. I've always kind of joke like with uh, Californians. Like if you take a picture. You can tell like uh, of people in California, you can tell what, what uh, time of the year it is by whether or not they're wearing a windbreaker. That's pretty much about it. <laughs> yeah. Other than it's that, funny. it just all kind of looks the same. Like you don't really see anything. No, it's crazy. Um, so anyway, this article from the Rob Report is by Jason O'Brien. It says, sometimes you need to make like the Hulk and smash. And that can be taken many ways because, you know, smashing is also something else, I think. That's what Coley does to wine bottles. Right? Yes. To grapes. Brrr, to grapes, I do. <laughs> I do, smashing those wine bottles. Um, so, you know, the whiskey sour, this article was actually written really cute. Ask any mental health professional. There's a lot of ways to solve a problem. There's compromise, for example, or negotiation. You could perhaps work around it, persuade through reason or outpower via authoritative fiat. Or you could take a page from the Incredible Hulk School of Conflict Re Resolution and use violence to smash your problem to bits. This is more or less how we get to the whiskey smash, a solution to the persistent problem with whiskey sours. The problem isn't the sours, it's with the flavor. Whiskey sours are delicious, but with its abrasiveness, not the message, sorry, not with the message, but with the tone. Drinking a whiskey sour in its most basic construction, which is bourbon, lemon, and sugar, is like if someone complimented you, but did so at a via high decibel profanity. Whoa. <laughs> I know, this is so funny. So it says more specifically, the issue comes from the fact that tannins, the chemical in the oak barrels that give the whiskey the majority of its character, are fa fairly abrasive and class clash with the citrus. If you've ever overstepped your tea, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I cannot talk. Oversteeped your tea. Like not even tannins, a single letter. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely correct right now. <laughs> tannins are what's making it unpleasant. So I guess like, you know, like more bitter and like when you okay. steep your tea too long. And you can avoid them almost entirely by using a barely tannic Irish or Canadian whiskey. You could neutralize them, as with the whiskey's sour egg white or the Gold Rush's honey syrup. Or you can, you can provide some distractions, as with the whiskey smash, by throwing some mint and lemons in the shaker tin and shake, smash, the hell out of them with the ice, extracting out all of their flavor to occupy the space where the drink would get unpleasant thereby trading off an off-putting note for a bright and irresponsibly summery one, or a.k.a. year-round in California. So you're, you're basically nice. smashing in some, like, uh, kind of, like, not fruit per se, but just a little bit of, like, just a little bit of goodness to uh, well, offset the sour. Yes. So it says the recipe for a whiskey smash is two ounces of bourbon, 0.75 ounces of lemon juice, 0.75 ounces of simple syrup, six to eight mint leaves, and one lemon peel about two inches or so. Add all ingredients, including the mint and lemon peel, to the shaker tin. Add the ice and shake hard for 6 to 10 seconds. Strain over fresh ice into a rocks glass and garnish with a mint crown and enjoy. All right. That sounds so, bomb. Bomb yeah, diggity-durgler. So I guess it's, you know, less abrasive, still has the delicious flavor of whiskey. And, um... Yeah, I mean, the article also talks about like mint juleps, which sometimes have the tendency to be like Ooh. a little too sweet and too uncomplicated. But again, there's that mint factor in there. I Wiley makes a mean, 
mint julep with his ice smasher and his little wooden oh, mallet and so, so his good. bag. It's it's his incredible. bag. His <laughs> ice not bag. My bag, baby. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> I'm so behind on my. Oh, there it is. Yeah, baby. Uh, there there we go. go. I knew I had it in there somewhere. I even bought like special oh special cups for that because yeah. like it's 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 Derby Day, so you got to do it right. Got to get the big and, hat. And you you got to get the mint juleps. Time. Yeah, it's important. Fuck yeah, it's tradition. There so you go. yeah, if you're uh, in SoCal, carry them on through uh, the fall in quotes. And if you're anywhere else, just who cares if it's not really summer and it's getting cold? Just drink them because it's delicious. There you go. Delicious. Delicious. It's time to go pro with your bad habit. Booze League Radio. All right, so let's move on to uh, a few little shots of news. Um, I got uh, four uh, quick news stories here to, to get through. Uh, the first, as we know, we are now in, as we were just kind of speaking about a little bit, we are now in fall. And that means PSL season. Everybody loves their pumpkin spice lattes. Going's <laughs> face like, not me. Nope, not this girl. Yeah, no, not me either. I'm not a, I'm not a PSL either. Well, um, here's the thing about pumpkin spice. Uh, it doesn't always need to be an L. Uh, the, Nerd, the Nerdist website, Nerdist.com, compiled, uh, this is just about a week and a half ago, the most uniquely searched pumpkin spice foods by state. And it is quite a revealing, uh, in many ways, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would never even knew existed, much less why are people looking for it? Now, over here in California, what would you think in California? Um, just just throw it out there. What, what do you think in California, pumpkin spice-wise, people would be searching for in California? I'd given what we said about it still being warm until whenever. An iced pumpkin spice latte? That is correct. Spunkin. 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 Spunkin, huh? Wait, spunkin, huh? That's a whole different kind of drink right there. It's a lot more creamer. It's spiked. Whoa. The spunkin. It is pumpkin spice cold brew uh, is what is the most searched Mm. one here in California. Same with Arizona. Uh, Let's see. That is Utah. Utah. And also up there, that is Montana. They're looking for pumpkin spice cold brew. In Nevada, they're looking for pumpkin spice syrup. Same with Idaho and also Oregon. And that all makes sense. That's all fairly normal. Okay. No big deal. Alaska wants pumpkin spice uh, cookies. Cool. And then you get out to, let's see, that is Wyoming. Pumpkin spice cheesecake enchiladas. Huh, huh, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting the enchilada. Uh, right. oh, that's hilarious. Right? Jesus. Is, it like, is it a dessert? I, I'm going to assume so. Like in a crepe? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. They're in Utah. Those are the two Utah. that are, are looking for it. I pumpkin spice. that, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Latte is Colorado. I, but, uh, I'm Googling right now. I'd like you to keep going. I just, okay. for myself, I need to, I need to confirm what I that is. I hope it is. I feel like <laughs> I, if it? it's got pumpkin, cheesecake in there. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice cheesecake enchiladas. I'm assuming that's a dessert. And I could get on board with that. But can I get on board with pumpkin spice ramen noodles? Whoa. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. These are definitely dessert. Um, okay. Well, that's good. That makes me feel that's a little cool. better. That's cool. You guys oh, see I'm okay that? with that. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, what's up? Hello. Yeah. 
What's up? Oh. Yeah, see, I'll be, I'll be okay with that. Now, um, you said they do pumpkin spice ramen? Pumpkin spice ramen noodles. Ramen noodles in sauce. Cup of noodles makes it uh, in Texas. Uh, that's what they search for the most. Also, for some reason, <laughs> sorry, dude, that sounds so weird. You're gonna for, buy the ramen, and the spice is not shrimp or beef or chicken; it's pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, yeah. And what's funny is that um, also that is the most searched for in uh, Alabama, which is which is not that far from Texas. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Wow. But for some reason, Vermont is searching for pumpkin spice ramen, and of that they is are. usually they're kind of in clumps. You know, like pumpkin spice cold brew. You know, California, Arizona, they're together. That makes sense. Uh, how Vermont got down with a ramen of pumpkin spice, I cannot tell you. Wow. But there are a lot of, uh, let's see, what else we got in here? Pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice creamer, coffee creamer. Spunkin' pice. Spunkin' pice. Spunkin' pice. Now, here's the one that uh, there are two states. Uh, oh, there's a pumpkin spice hot chocolate mix. See, that'd be okay. That makes sense. All this I see makes sense. Except for the ramen noodles so far. And Florida. Of oh. course, Florida is going to be something weird. <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. Pumpkin spice margarita. Whoa. Yeah, that sounds like Barf City. Also oh. search for in uh, North Carolina. Could you put like Bailey's in a pumpkin spice drink? Not that tequila margarita, right? I, how would you even make that? I, you know what? Someone needs to look up a, uh, a recipe for that. We got to make it. Um, what is see. it a pumpkin spice margarita, right? Pumpkin Let spice me get my, my Googling fingers on it. Get your Googling machine <laughs> rolling. <laughs> so that is, uh, so wow. don't, uh, you know, you people need to not like worry so much about pumpkin spice lattes. There's oh, worse. Oh God, there's a lot. You <laughs> <laughs> said it so classy and they're like, mm, God, there's a lot. Oh God. It's actually oh, more of, Disgust. So here's the ingredients in a pumpkin spice margarita. There's tequila. This person likes to use a reposado tequila. Contro or contrao. I don't know how you say it. Lime juice, pumpkin puree, unsweetened in the can. Pumpkin pie spices, which is cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and clove. Um, Brown sugar. This goes into the pumpkin spice simple syrup. And salt and more spices for the rim. Yeah, I'm not. It. I'm not. Be? I'm not here for it. Okay, I am not here for it. Zero out of ten would not recommend, and I've never tried it. Being that from Southern nice. California, though, we are a little bit more of margarita snobs, clearly, uh, than Florida. Florida man, Florida man. So, yeah, you know. But either way, um, yeah, maybe someday yeah. we'll try that. It's not going to be this year. No. no. Our second. Um, speaking of things that we uh, oh probably God, aren't trying happened. right now. I don't know what happened. I touched something on my phone and sounds went Whoa. off. Sorry. I was Googling and sounds went off. Wait. All of a sudden you ordered a pumpkin spice margarita. It's on its way right now. Uh, uh, it's on its way. I'm like, oh no, Drizzly, please no. <laughs> don't search for it too much. You're going to flip uh, California to the pumpkin spice uh, margarita oh, instead of the pumpkin spice cold brew. So, you know, easy. Oof. Our second quick uh, little shots of uh, booze, or shots of news here. Uh, public urination at the Glastonbury Festival leaves traces of cocaine and MDMA in the river. Posing oh. threat to rare eels. Oh my gosh, that's not Researchers <laughs> at Banger University in Wales. Banger, yeah, good old banger. I, I banger, banger you, you one time in Wales, I'll tell you what. Banger, I don't even know her. <laughs> I don't even know her. Good old banger you. Researchers at Banger U uh, discovered high levels of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, they were high. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, high levels of cocaine and MDMA in the White Lake River. 
That runs through Worthy Farm, where more than 200,000 people attend the Glastonbury Festival. Study found MDMA and cocaine concentrations quadrupled the week after the last festival they had, which is 2019. It reached levels previously shown to affect the life cycle of European eels, which are present in the river and are critically endangered. Christian Dunn, a professor in wetland science at Banger U, who led the study, said the levels of illegal drugs were high enough to be classed as environmentally damaging. That's a lot of drug-laced piss. (laughs) (laughs) Although he did add that uh, the levels do decline pretty quickly after everybody has left. But, uh, yeah. That's that's wild, man. Damn. Hey, quick question. Are Are you guys... uh, Yeah, those guys were partying hard. and Eels were partying. Everything. Yeah, the eels were like... Uh, are you guys scared of clowns? I don't really I'm, like them, but I'm not scared I, of them. Yeah, I'm not like a fan. I had um, <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a fan of clowns. I had yeah. a, like a bookshelf in my room at my parents' house, and there was this, I don't know, a clown that maybe stood like 18 inches tall, and it um, had like a little windy, like it was a musical clown. That seems just big enough for a doll to be like kind of disturbing. Well, you could wind it up and it would sing like, I don't remember what song. It's like a music box song and its little head would oh, yeah, move. That's creepy. That's and creepy. every once in a while in the middle of the night when that fucking thing was still on my shelf, you'd just hear like the one note like, bing. Oh, and I was okay. like, that's not ah! creepy at all. I, yeah. So I Hell mean, no. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of clowns. Well, they're then- creepy. Yeah, so if if and anyone out there listening, if you are not a big fan of clowns, you want to go to Northern Ireland because currently there is a shortage of clowns in Northern Ireland. The pandemic has caused a shortage of performers as many returned to their home countries when the lockdown first came into force in early 2020. David Duffy, co-owner of Duffy Circus, is appealing for people from Northern Ireland to become clowns. He says, but you got to put some effort in because there's a lot more to being a clown than just putting on a big red nose and a big baggy pair of pants. I guess you also have to be slightly homicidal. What makes a good clown, though? Nolene Fries Newman says, someone who's willing to make themselves vulnerable. She is known professionally as Silly Tilly the Clown. During lockdown, she and her husband, Henrik, who's also a clown known as Jarl, set up a big top circus tent in their garden, allowing them to continue to rehearse and perform. Duffy Circus has been closed for a year and a half, but is getting ready to start touring again. If you're interested in being a clown, Northern Ireland needs you, and online auditions are being held where aspiring clowns will be asked to perform a short piece. Didn't I know someone that went to clown school? I know a couple people that went to clown school. Nice. Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson went to clown school. That's true, he did, didn't he? He's maybe well, he's maybe it was you that told me, Wiley. Yeah, I know a couple of people actually went to like Barnum and Bailey's Clown School, and it's like <laughs> it's actually like it's legit. Like it's it's there. It's uh, I, I, I for a while I was in the BFA. <laughs> wow, BFA! Look at me go, you know. Look at me. Anyways, um, but movement was uh, like it wasn't just one class. It was multiple classes of different types of movement uh, that covered all kinds of things. And Clown School is very much. Kind of the same. Um, and it was, not everybody graduates. Not everybody makes it through clown school. So cool. it's kind of a thing. It's interesting. But speaking of clowns, uh, let's talk about who might be possibly the new Booze League mascot. 
Missing drunk man spent hours helping a search party look for himself. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> Surprisingly, not uh, not in Florida. Uh, Is he Bayhan, still looking? <laughs> no. Behan Mutlu, a 50-year-old man from rural region from a rural region in Turkey, Robert. was out drinking with his friends when he wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. Worried about him, his friends alerted authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to find him. According to Turkish TV channel NTV, which I think stands for TV, um, (laughs) when news of the missing man got out, efforts efforts to find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods, and a large group of volunteers joined the mission. Reports say the search party was calling out Mutlu's name for hours, when suddenly a man from within the group spoke up and said, what are we looking for? I'm here. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it's unclear how Mulu found himself in his own search party or how his friends didn't realize he was right there. But police were safely, uh, were able to safely escort Mulu to his home and uh, no word as to how that hangover was. But Booze League Radio. All right, we're going to talk real quick. Um, the being that we've gone uh, for four weeks uh, without doing this, the fourth announces has uh, jumped back in, and we're not necessarily going to go as deep as we did last time. We're not doing the punishments or anything else like that around again. Um, but all of that being said, we are going to kind of keep you up to date a little bit on how the standings are going. So well, right I can now- tell you, I have not won a single game. <laughs> Damn, womp, womp. I haven't either. <laughs> And I don't think Greg has either. Yeah, we're we're this this season is super weird. Um, yeah, actually, I'm in, no. I'm in um, seventh. Is... I'm in seventh. You're in eighth. There, Coley. I'm just beating oh, you barely, barely by like Uh-oh, eight gosh. points or by no, no, by twelve, uh, 12 points. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go over it real quick. Right now, Otter is four zero. Uh, Otters Like Anal is the name of his team. Guru Smith-Schuster is also 4-0, the guru. He should be, considering he's our football fans, football guru. He should be yeah, in first. Makes sense. Tied sure. Tied up. The Pudge Abides are former Florida man, Zach. Florida man, Florida man. Is in third. Philip Livers, your commish. I am uh, dead even at two and two. Um, they're in fourth. Jimmy G Unit is also tied with me. That's uh, Greg from the Craft Beer Republic. Oh, Nick. Nick's nice and team. Nick's and nice team. He got a right win now. from me yesterday or last this weekend. Look at this. Uh, so, I know, is he still... Tiny Dick Nick. Or because he's won at least one game, is he... Big Dick Nick. Yeah. I mean, he, look, he's doing better than Sandro and I Only are, winners, so. only winners can call themselves Big Dick Nick. So yeah, yeah he's he he beat me he fair and square. I had an all-time low, like worst score I've ever had in a fantasy football week ever last week. Aww. It was ridiculous. Well, and let's talk about that. First off, <laughs> congratulations to Nick for winning his first game in like three years. Nice. Um, well done, sir. Well that's, done. Um, that's a just uh, absolutely amazing. Good for you. But let's talk real quick about who shit the bed because we are still keeping track. Oh, yeah. Of the bed shitting sons of bitches that we got out there. Um, week one and two, our own ice cold beer. Blowjob. 
Thank you. Thank you again. I didn't have a speech prepared. Um, (laughs) It takes a lot of effort to have your team perform really shitty. Um, (laughs) You know, I, it's just, it's been a really weird year. Worse than last year, to be honest. Um, That's really all I have to say. Philip Livers, week three, shit the bed. And then week four, the gridiron grundle. Yeah. Also known as Sancho. So I play this now in the tradition of our past years. Our Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting <laughs> the bed. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is for all of us. Literally, all the us. whole booze cast has <laughs> shit the bed. The rest of booze league, the craft beer republic, they're doing fine. <coughs> but yet here we are. <sighs> Winning. The Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. Droopy-eyed armless children. <laughs> but you love to party. I'm by winning. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks. <laughs> Maybe that would help. Oh man, Charlie yeah. Sheen is the best. I I forgot how much I really missed the Carlos Irwin Estevez Award <laughs> for shitting the bed theme song because it's a good one, man. It's, it's classic. Just, it's magical. Um, yeah. But you know what though? Look, here we are, and in the the immortal words of Alex Trebek. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started oh. from the bottom, now the whole team here. Hopefully nice. we can only go up from here. That's <laughs> the bottom. Our, seriously, our whole team. <laughs> the yeah. team right here. We got like, what, uh, 12, 13 more weeks to go, something like that. Oh, it's going to be, uh, yeah. They mad, oh. they ain't famous. They mad, they still nameless. But we still hood famous. Yeah, we still hood famous. Mad nice, city. there you go. Rest in like, peace, Alex like Trebek. What a gem. And a mop one. That one's fucking hilarious. Wait, what? Where Alex Trebek says bucket and a mop. No. <laughs> you never heard that For like oh WAP? Yeah. <laughs> no. The only other one I've got on that one is six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch, young money militia, and I am the commissioner. Commissioner. <laughs> Don't you oh, have wait. panda, 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 Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, hopefully God. next week uh, we'll pull together. Well, I want you so to know, silly, at least dude. the people I put on my bench last week that were all questionable, all didn't play and all got zero points. Well, there yeah. you know, okay, so you there made you some go. good, good choices. That's good. Yeah. I hate it when they're like, because the, the one week, I, I think week two I lost. Um, I don't remember who to, I, I might have, no, I think it was Zach. I don't know. Either way. Stupid. I had like literally 60 points sitting on the bench and I lost by four. Like, I hate that. Ugh. Are hate you that, freaking kidding me? I was so annoyed. It's yep. the absolute worst. Yeah. Nope. And I've got like I've got real shit defense too. I've got Pittsburgh and I've got Kansas City. Wow. And yeah. they have yeah. just they My have been, been absolute trash. Too. I mean trash. I'm Might lucky to, to get two to five points. The only week I didn't play Aaron Donald, he did really good. Every the other three times, he's gotten like one point. It's ridiculous. It's like I'm he sorry. knows. Yeah. He's watching you. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I play Guru. Do. Watch me get my ass kicked. I don't know. Hey, you no, know, no. even the even the mighty fall sometimes. I got, dude. I got, I got faith in you. Could be you anybody's week out there. Thank you. Could be. I, I appreciate that. The commish. Cody Wyman. Sandro Alevalo. The Booze Cast. 
All right, so we're going to uh, end this uh, this show. Um, you know, I like the drink up segment, and we haven't really done one okay. to talk about the fact that, I mean, if you listen to our beer of the day, we really get into it like, mm, we've got some notes of pine. Mm, you know, like you can ask, you can hear us like, mm, like smacking our lips, right? <laughs> so I thought sure. it'd be a good time to throw in a drink up, things that beer snobs do. Okay. okay. Right. And I don't think we're going to drink for all of these. And I think it's going to be a bit of a mix, but I think that there's going to be a lot of drinking. If we've and done remi- it at one time or another, like not, you might not do it all the time, but if you've done it, you got to drink. Basically. Yeah. If you're guilty, drink. Okay. All right. And that goes for you at home as well. As we go through this list, uh, there are 10 of them. Actually, I'm going to make 11. I'm going to throw one more in at the end. Uh, have your beer ready. And if these are things you do, go ahead and take yourself a drink. So let's take get right over to number one. Freaking out or noticing if there's proper glassware or not. Yeah, I'll take a drink. I don't freak out, but I notice. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like, ooh, boy, that's not a Pilsner glass. So, yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, you know, specialty beers. But yeah, well, I'll notice. Yeah, like I said, maybe this I won't freak out. This should be served in a tulip. If it's, like, a really good beer, I might be like, what is going on here? But, um, hey, you know, I've gotten a pint of Sukaba before. I didn't complain. Yeah. And take, you know what? <laughs> Everyone at home needs to take, uh, yeah, dude. You all, when we did the Firestone, um, there was a pint, uh, the, the, the Mission X night. one. No, no, it was a pint night over at the dugout. Uh, oh, in we did, uh, they were pouring like pints of Agrestic. Oh, and yeah. shit. Boy, they would, they were so dumb. Jeez. Oh, dude, they didn't boy. know. <laughs> I, I think they knew, but I mean, they don't, uh, that's all yeah. they have are pint glasses. And follow was- up to number one, <laughs> if you know why. You shouldn't be drinking out of a pint. If you know what a pint glass is actually for, like the, the typical pint glass everybody uses, you should also take a drink. Because if you know that shit, and I'll take a drink, uh, you should probably take a drink. Because it's not meant for drinking beer out of. It's meant for making cocktails in. All right. I might need to get myself another beer. Because <laughs> um, I'm looking at the list. Number two. Give me two. Vocally being a hop nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that good at it. Like I, I tend towards if it's a mosaic, like just because fig and institution, both, they have a mosaic beer. They call it mosaic. I don't know if that classifies as being a hop nerd. Like if someone put galaxy hops in something, I'm a hop nerd right now. You can talk about it. I'm going to go ahead and take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it's all about the cashmere. Mm. There you go. I guess I should take it. Right, yeah, go ahead and take a drink. I was really trying not to. I'm like, well. Yeah. You're trying to make an excuse. Why not? Right. I get it. Yeah, I think yeah, if you've ever called out a hop like that, then you're like, that's really good. Then yeah, you're nerding out on yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. You and um, your Nelson, Sandro. Nelson! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Calling out your bartender about the craft beer knowledge. Uh, like you hear him say something wrong or hear them yeah. say something wrong? Yeah. No, I don't like, do that. I just let it slide. Uh, I've probably it's kind of like before. if you've got more fun facts than the bartender, you got to let them know. No, I've probably done that before. I don't, you know, yeah, I think I have actually. Because we're yeah, like, I, oh, this is from this place. And it's like, well, I'm like, <laughs> I know the guy that owns that place. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I definitely did that. Number four, and I can guarantee there are bunch of people I can think of like five off the top of my head they're gonna have to drink on this one refusing to drink a beer that's been bought by a larger corporation 
No, I've never done that. See, Coley reaching for. I know if Greg Jones is listening at home right now, he's uh, he's gonna be taking a drink. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, don't even buy those. Victory at Sea anymore or Calm Before the Storm because you know. Yeah, I do. I know. I mean, I boo, know. but I just don't yeah. do it. People walked away from Lagunitas. They're like, no. It's a yeah. Heineken brand now or whatever. Yeah. You know, there are some people that don't like uh, any of the Goose Island uh, stuff, you know, I, it, you know, okay. I'm not that guy. I, I just drink. So, uh, you know, where are we at now here? Number five, reminding, <laughs> definitely this one, reminding <gasps> everyone that you were drinking craft beer back in the day before it was popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that I'm before. That yep. I think the first craft beer I ever had was a Red Nectar, and I was 15. I remember Red Nectar. Oh, wow. 15. I was back in the day. I didn't know I was particularly drinking craft beer. Like, I didn't... They were called dank beers back then. Really? Yeah, they were called dank beers. Like, if you drank dank beer, that means you drank, like, basically what's called craft beer now. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I just... I remember, like, in 2007, um, Steve-O lived in... Colorado and Fort Collins and we went to visit over spring break. They might have been and craft we, beer by then. Too so. This is like the 90s. Oh yeah, this was, you know, I was like 22, but we went and I went to New Belgium. Nice. There you go. And I went to Odell's. I bet it was awesome. And I went to Fort Collins Brewery, which is no longer in business, and it was like all these tiny microbreweries and I was like, "Wow, this is cool." And like I had no idea. And I remember awesome. you telling me that story. So you yeah. do remind people. <laughs> I do. See? <laughs> and that was back then. That was micro beers, right? It was, it was totally micro different. Micro beers. Yeah, there you like go. Like I drank the micro beer that was uh, Pete's Wicked. Like uh-huh. when it's at UCSB. Pete's Wicked. You know? uh, and that is one beer that I am still, I would love to try that now and see like, you know, how my <laughs> pot like, is. Is it still good? Still is the same? It, yeah, is I remember it, it being pretty know. good, pretty drinkable. Uh, back then, yeah, but then that was that compared to like Keystone Ice or some shit, right? So, oh, that that tasted like garbage mm-hmm. back then. Was too, it good? Though. Well, true, but I'm just saying, in in you know comparison, I mean, I don't know. Sure. Uh, number six. This is definitely not me. Refusing to drink a macro beer if that's all that's available. I mean, yeah. I mean, right right now, I guess I'm not really liking the lighter beers, but in the past I've showed up at a party and all there's been is Bud Light or Coors Light and I'm drinking. So yeah, I'll have to drink. I pretty much never turn down beer. Oh, you turn, oh, you drink if you turn it down or you drink if you've done no, it? No, you drink, you drink, yeah, you drink if you refuse to drink it because it is. Oh yeah, no, then I'm not going to drink that. No drinking for me. No, oh, okay. Pouring stale beer down the drain after only a few sips. So if you look oh, on the bottom yeah. of an IPA oh, and you're like, hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I think I've done that. It's about halfway in, but I did have another beer on deck in my defense. So, okay. Yeah. Just I was move moving on, on with, with the freshie. But yeah. again, then again, I'm the guy who leaves about like an eighth of beer in the glass for the homies anyways. So it's really not, not, not when they call you out though. You did good this weekend. Yeah. Right. You guys were trying to do some shit, so I had to handle my business. I'm proud of you, friend. I'm not leaving that behind. Not today. Not today. Uh, Having a Cicerone certification and making sure that everybody knows it. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not a Cicerone. Do you have one, Sancho? Yeah, I have You don't have one. to drink because I know you and I never knew that about you. There you go. I'm, I'm pretty quiet about it, I guess, but yeah, I have one. I feel like that is in the same realm as either being uh, vegan or doing CrossFit. 
<laughs> Eventually, you're going to let people know. Uh, I never knew that. Yeah, I never knew yeah. that. Right? I have a little pin in my car that I put like on the on my visor, and then um, I'm not sure if it says it on my email. It, I don't know if I put it on there or not. I forget. But my Firestone email might say "Certified Cicerone" on the bottom. Certified Cicerone. Yeah. Sancho. <laughs> I, I did pretty good on the test. The only thing that I missed was about. Uh, funny enough, it was a question about glassware because there's some certain kind of type of glassware in Europe that I'm not, I don't know about. And so I missed that question, but everything else I, I did really good on. So, Wow. Good job. How about that? Coley, I think you're going to drink on this one. Oh least, boy. Nick, I know Nick for sure would drink on this one. Stating how long you've been cellaring a certain beer and asking everyone if you should open it or sit on it longer. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> And number 11, <laughs> to close out this draft in this segment, drink if you know what cellaring is. <laughs> I have one drink <sighs> left, so Here it's we going go again. <laughs> oh, well, so regardless good. of uh, how many drinks you took in that last segment, we hope you're able to drink up whatever <laughs> you are drinking right now and enjoy it, whether you're a beer snob or not. Um, we hope you enjoyed the last segment. Hope you enjoyed the draft. That was fun. That was awesome. You can find us online at boozeleague.com, Instagram at boozeleague, Twitter at boozeleague. Of course, uh, whatever you're listening to us on right now, be it a platform or even on the website itself, um, you can subscribe to the uh, podcast hosting service uh, that is on our website. But uh, if you're listening on Google Pod, uh, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, whatever it is, uh, go ahead and hit subscribe and follow along with us. You can also um, message with us if you like, 805-692-6116, I believe is the number. I'll have to double check that. It's not 692, I don't think, though. Either way, um, <laughs> check it. <laughs> You'll call somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, normally I just spout that uh, off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like one of so those funny. things like where you kind of wonder, uh, did I leave the garage door up? It's like one of those moments. Of course it, you did. You always it's do. funny. My boss wanted to eight nine two something. And I was like, why don't you just call our number and just leave us a voicemail about it and we'll play it on the show. He's like, I don't even know what number it is. I was like, I don't know what fucking number it is right now either. I'll just, I'll tell it to you and you can do it. And he's like, I should probably listen to your podcast. I was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, you That's probably so should. Funny. Is that New Bar? No. Oh, is it mm -hmm. the wine one? Yes, it's Tom. Oh, yeah. Well, he stopped by the booth a few times. He can. Yeah, yeah. He, no, I he's would great. encourage I just, him to leave a drunken message. I wouldn't. I want him to leave a drunken message for sure. I mean, look, and I love for him to listen. I just was like, oh man. Huh? <laughs> I mean, he knows. He knows me in true form anyway. It's really, really I have nothing to hide. I guess. Yeah. Well, to, to follow I, up on this, it is eight zero five eight nine two sixty one sixteen. Nice. Eight zero five eight nine two sixty one sixteen. Say what up. Well, say what up, shoot us a text like a drunk text are especially the best. You know, um, I still have never gotten an email. Nice. Coley at boozeleague.com. Go <laughs> and send her an email. Uh, let her know what's up. Anyways, uh, that has been Draft 96. Glad to be back. Yep. Um, if you are listening to us right now and it is before October 9th, go online, go to surfbeerfest.com. That is the Surf and Suds Beer Fest. 65 breweries. Um, cideries. I think there's a meadery in there. Um, there are food trucks. There's live reggae and just kind of surfing kind of tunes all day long. It is on the beach in Ventura. 
Um, go buy tickets. It does sell out, and you cannot buy tickets day of anyways, even if it doesn't, but it will sell out anyway. So go get your tickets. Come visit us. It's the, the one we sponsor, the one we're super invested in. Um, so come say hi to us. Um, all of us will be there, although Sancho will be over. You're at the 805 booth uh, at this festival, right, Yeah, Sancho? it'll either be the 805 or Firestone booth. I'm going to figure it out when I get there. Uh, I'll be there for most of the day, and then I'll be heading off in the afternoon because Sublime is coming to town, and we are sponsoring Sublime. that concert. So, yeah. So if you're heading to Sublime, go see Sancho. There you go. Go get some beer and see Sancho and say what's up. Bring money. <laughs> Not at well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, we will uh, talk to you all on Draft 97. Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers.